continue this series on the end of the age and in this section and going forward from here we're going to be discussing what the new Jerusalem will be like because it's in the new Jerusalem that it is that where the church will dwell that is going to be the eternal dwelling place of the saints so obviously it's, it's very important for us to have some idea of what our eternity will look like um, and so in today's teaching we want to look at two sections we want to look at the fact that God is the, in fact the builder of the new Jerusalem and then we want to look at the inhabitants of the city itself but uh, let's first look at the fact that God has built the city for his saints um, and what he has to say about that and the opening scripture we'll look at is in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 to 16 scripture says by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for he waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. And so we see from this passage of Scripture that the heavenly Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, has been prepared by God, been built by God. God is its maker. And so just as God is perfect, so the heavenly city that the saints will dwell in is also perfect. For there's no flaws in God, and there's going to be no flaw in the heavenly city that He's created. So from its foundation all the way through to its pinnacle, every aspect of the heavenly city will be absolutely perfect. And as I say, the, the designer and the builder of that city is in fact God himself. Now this passage of scripture is very clear to us that he has prepared a city for them. Past tense. And so God the Father has in fact already built the heavenly city of Jerusalem. It's completed. It has, uh, there's nothing more to be added to it. Slight adjustments. We'll have a look at that as we go into this teaching today. But nevertheless, the city itself is complete. Um, and so even though the Father has not yet created the new heavens or the new earth, um, because don't forget that the heavenly city of Jerusalem will actually be on the new earth that God will create. And God has yet to create the new earth. But nevertheless, He has already created the new city, the heavenly city of Jerusalem. And um, that city is waiting for the saints to inhabit it. Revelation 21 verse 2 and 3 says, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And so, currently the new Jerusalem is being reserved for us in heaven. No one has um, been into the city. No one has yet seen the city except for John. John was shown uh, what the city looked like in the book of Revelation. He got a glimpse of the city. But even the, the glimpse that God gave to John was not very detailed. Because when we, as we go through it and we look at the design of the city, we will see very clearly that God did not give John permission to show us too much detail about the city. However, we do have some detail, and we, can, we will go through it as we get into this uh, series. But the point is, is that this heavenly Jerusalem is reserved in heaven for the saints, and at a future date, when all is ready, God will then um, reveal the heavenly city. He has prepared it as a bride adorned for her husband. And so nobody has yet seen the bride. I'm talking about the city now. And nobody's seen the bride, by the way, because the church is not yet complete. She's not yet in her perfected state either. And so um, we need to see very clearly from Scripture that no one has yet entered into the city and no one has yet seen the city, for God himself is preparing the city for his saints. Another passage of Scripture we can look at, John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. Our Lord speaking, he says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so in this passage of Scripture, our Lord is very clearly referring to the heavenly city of Jerusalem the new Jerusalem that God the Father has created. Now, that passage of Scripture that says many mansions, the word mansions is more correctly translated as um, dwellings um, or residences. And so our Lord tells us very plainly that in our, His Father's house, our Father's house, are many dwellings. The dwellings are there already. Don't forget the city has already been built and prepared by God. And Jesus says in this passage, I go away... To prepare a place for you. So what what is our Lord saying? He's not saying that every time a saint is added to the kingdom of God, well now Jesus adds another residence to the city of Jerusalem. Not at all. That city has already been completed. What Jesus does is he takes the residence that has already been demarcated for that saint, because we're all predestined. Uh, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. We're predestined to be the bride of Christ. We're predestined to dwell in the heavenly city. And as we are predestined for all of that, so God the Father has already predestined our residences in the city. So our Lord Jesus, what he does, is he is basically putting the finishing touches, you can say, to the residence that has already been allocated to each one of his saints. And so our Lord is preparing that place for us. The place is already there. Our Lord is preparing it for us. That is based on the works that we do in this life, because that's Part of our reward that we will be receiving from our Lord on that day, our residence in the heavenly city. And obviously, as I say, our Lord will have made that residence perfect for each individual saint because he knows uh, what it is that um, he will be able to reward us with 
on that day. But again, our Lord just confirms the truth to us. He says, in my Father's house are many residences. So the residences are already there. They are not being added as the saints come into the kingdom of God. Not at all. So it's not a city that is under construction. It is a city that has already been completed. And Jesus is just, as I say, putting the finishing touches to each residence um, for the saints. Another passage of scripture we can look at around this point, because we do need to um, get our minds around the fact that the city has been already been built. God is the builder. It's, it's a perfect city. No one has yet entered into that city. No one yet dwells within that city. Uh, Matthew 20 verse 23 says, So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, for it is, not, it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And so our, our Lord Jesus here gives us some insight into the fact that the residence have, residences have already been prepared by the Father. Because in context here, what has happened is John and James had come to the Lord and said, Lord, we want to sit on your right hand, on your left hand, in your kingdom. Our Lord's response to them is, is that he doesn't have the authority to give that. He said, because those positions have already been um, prepared for those whom God has decided, has um, preordained that they will be seated on my right and my left hand. And so the Lord Jesus himself recognized that there's certain areas that God reserves for himself. Just like times and seasons, God the Father reserves in his own authority. So it is that the heavenly city... Um, God is reserving for himself who will be seated where in, and who will be dwelling where in the heavenly city. Now, the heavenly city will be made up of residences and thrones. And our Lord speaks about these two particular thrones, one on his right, one, one on his left. He doesn't tell us who of his saints uh, God the Father has preordained will be seated on his right and his left. He just tells us, I can't give that to you guys. That's not in my authority. God the Father will give that to who, those to whom it has been prepared for. And so that's why you know, he, could, he couldn't grant John and James their request. Um, we don't want to get into any kind of depth along that line. But the point that I wanted to bring across here is that just as the Father has, has decreed already from eternity which saint will be seated on which throne, so it is that God the Father has also de decreed from eternity which saint will be um, located in which residence within the city walls. And so we just need to understand that particular truth about the new Jerusalem and the fact that the, no one has yet seen the, the heavenly city um, and no one dwells within the heavenly city at this point in time. Now, they kind of fly in the face of um, what we see, you know, there's just so much out there. People, oh, especially in today's age, uh, we, you know, uh, many, many, many years ago, it wasn't a big issue. But currently, there are many that claim to have gone up into heaven and have been on a guided tour, so to speak, of the heavenly city. Some claim they go there every week. Um, and they come back and then they tell us what the New Jerusalem is all about. 
And what they really describe are their fantasies, because no one has seen the New Jerusalem. Um, as I said, John has. God did show uh, John the new city in the book of Revelation. Um, but even as I say, John was not given very much detail to reveal to us in the scriptures what the city is like. Because God has decreed, no, no one's going to get to know what it's like at this point in time. That city will be revealed to the saints on that day. We will all see it together for the first time, and we will all enter into this city for the first time. So it's not a city in heaven where the saints are currently dwelling, saints that have fallen asleep in Christ. They don't go to the heavenly city of Jerusalem. They go to uh, paradise. They go to, um, Scripture also calls it the Garden of Eden. They are in, um, could be the third heaven, we don't know, because Paul spoke about first, second, third heaven, uh, but he also spoke about paradise. Uh, Jesus did say to the uh, guy that was hung on the cross next to him, Today you will be with me in paradise. So the, the saints that have fallen asleep in Christ have entered into a place of rest. It's a different location in heaven. We've given no detail as to what that location is like. We do know that it's a place of comfort and it's a place of rest. But it's not the heavenly city of Jerusalem. The heavenly city of Jerusalem is currently vacant. No one dwells there. Not even God the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit dwell there yet. God is still seated on his throne in his temple in heaven. And God has not yet moved and relocated his throne to the new Jerusalem. That hasn't happened. And so, as I say, there, there are multitudes of books um, out there and people who lecture and go traveling around telling people just what the heavenly city is like. And invariably what you find is those people that speak about the city of Jerusalem they talk about it in terms of what this life is like. And they talk about cable cars, and they talk about computers, and they talk about everything that you see in this life is there. In them, as I say, in their, their, their fantasies. Because all of it is... There's two aspects to what they share. One is complete um, fabrication, and the other one is uh, deception. Because there are some who have had some supernatural encounters from the wrong spirit and have been shown things that are obviously not of God and then have also revealed that. But all of it that is out there, that is revealed, outside of what is shown to us in Scripture, is completely false. None of it is real. None of it is true. No one goes into the city. No one gets a guided tour of the city. There are no saints living in the city. There are no angels walking about the city. As I say, that city is pretty much vacant at this point in time. Where it is, we don't know. God reserves it in heaven for his saints. But no one's been there. Except John, he got to see it. Um, and he got to describe parts of it to us. As I say, very limited what he described to us. And we'll go through what the scripture teaches us along that line. But I just needed to put that out right up front. That... Everything that's out there, and believe me, there's been a lot of money made uh, for all of the fantasies that are out there. You know, movies have been made about it, and books have been written about it. And so, um, a lot of money made, but it's all fiction, science fiction, I suppose you can put it down to as well. 
And so, but the ones that have, you know, put out all this kind of fantasy and error, you know, there's coming a day we will all stand before our Lord. We all have to give an account, and they too will have to give an account to our Lord for that which they have lied to the church about. But let's have a look at them, the the, the inhabitants of the city going forward. Because as I say, um, the scripture is very plain to us. No one lives there currently, not even God himself. He's not there. So the saints are not there either. But let's just see what the scripture does teach us as to about uh, who the residents of the heavenly city, in fact, will be. And the first passage we'll look at is in Revelation 21.3. Scripture says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And so God himself talks future tense here. He's saying, I'm not there, guys, but I'll be there. And we'll be there with him. And so the, the primary resident in the heavenly city is God the Father. He will be seated on his throne in the very center of the new Jerusalem. His city, he has built it, and that's where he has um, desired to dwell for all eternity. God will not relocate after this. Uh, this will be his final resting place, so to speak. And this is where he will dwell for all eternity with the saints for all eternity. So the primary resident is God the Father. The second resident after God our Father is God the Son. Revelation 21:22 says, But I saw no temple in it. John is now describing the new Jerusalem. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The Lamb is our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we do know our Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And so those two individuals will be the central focal point for the new Jerusalem. That's where they will be seated for all eternity. Now again, neither of them are currently seated in that city. No one dwells there yet. We need to understand that truth very clearly. I know I'm going to upset a lot of people. By saying that, but that is the truth of the matter. That's what scripture teaches us. Revelations 4, 2 to 5, we're looking at the residences of the new Jerusalem. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Verse 5, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And so there's God, the Holy Spirit. He is before the throne of God, described by John as seven lamps of fire, which burn before the throne of God. And so just as our Lord Jesus Christ is always in the presence of God, so God, the Holy Spirit, is always in the presence of God. And so those three individuals will be the, the focal point of the new Jerusalem, and obviously from there on out, the whole of God's creation, because it's from that point that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit will reign over all of their creation. And so we see all three there, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They will be in the center of the city, the central and the focal point of the city. They are the primary residences of the new Jerusalem. None of them are there now. At, at this point, when John sees in Revelation 4 this vision, he is seeing 
the throne of God, the temple of God, which is currently in heaven. Now, um, John also says to us in Revelation 22, 20, 21, 22, I didn't see a temple in the city. But here he talks about the throne and he's talking about the temple of God. And so the temple of God is currently in heaven, but that temple will not be in the new Jerusalem. It'll be God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, the, their thrones will be there, and the Holy Spirit, the, the seven lamps of fire will be burning before the throne. But the temple will not be there. And so we need to understand that truth. So those are the primary residences of the new Jerusalem, obviously. Now that brings us out to, all right, who else is going to be dwelling inside the city walls? Because don't forget in the series thus far, we've looked at God's new earth. And we have said that the children of God will be dwelling in the new earth. But now we're looking at the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem, which will be based on the new earth. So who's, get, who's going to dwell there? We didn't look at heaven. We didn't look at the residence of the the um, new heavens that God will create because we don't know anything about it. We said so. We said right at the front, up, right at the outset of this series, God reveals nothing to us about heaven because it's not the, the domain of mankind. And so we know nothing about what we said. Uh, heaven is the domain of angels. That's their realm. God um, has created the heavens for them to dwell in. The earth, God has created for us to dwell in. And that's why we know more about the earth than we do about heaven. We know very little about the new earth. We know nothing about the new heavens. Anyway, on getting back to the new Jerusalem, the next category of, of uh, inhabitants of the city, Revelation 4.4. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And then in Isaiah 24, 23 says, Then the moon will be disgraced and the sun ashamed. For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his elders gloriously. And so um, we, we, we see the elders. The elders are mentioned a couple of times in the Old Covenant. Uh, we see them mentioned in Isaiah 24, 23. I've just mentioned it now. And then in Psalm 107, we'll have a look at that passage now. But we, we see more detail about these 24 elders for the first time in the book of Revelation. John gets to see them. And these elders are seated on 24 thrones around the throne of God. Now, these same elders will also remain on their 24 thrones around the throne of God in the heavenly city of Jerusalem. They will also be residents in the heavenly city of Jerusalem. Now, a lot of speculation as to who these 24 elders are. Well, the scripture doesn't give us very much, it gives us almost no detail, but it, there is some insight that scripture does give to us. A lot of conjecture as to who the 24 elders are. And everybody straight away, the, the logical thought process is 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles of the Lamb, 12 and 12, 24. So it's the 12. Um, um, fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel, and it's the 12 apostles of the Lamb. That's the 24 elders. Well, that's actually not what the scripture does say on the subject. Um, that's just mankind coming up with the two, 12, putting them together, getting 24. Say, oh Lord, we worked it out who the 24 elders are. But think about it just a little bit logically. Uh, John gets to see the vision. 
John knows the apostles of the Lamb intimately. He's been living with them for the last, uh, where he lived with them with the Lord for two years when the Lord was on the earth. And he's known them all his life since he's been uh, 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 coming to the kingdom of God. And he's now in his 90s. So he's, he knows the guys. <laughs> he recognizes all of them. Um, he, and he knows what he looks like as well. And so when he looks at the 24 elders, he doesn't, he doesn't say, oh, there's Peter and there's James and there's, oh, there, there, I'm there. You know, he doesn't know, not at all. John doesn't know these guys. One of the elders walks across to him and has a chat to him. And, and John's discourse with this elder is, you know, you sir, you know what's going on, I don't. You know, so I'm just paraphrasing, but that's kind of the discourse that took place. So John didn't recognize any of the elders. Uh, so they were definitely not the 12 apostles of the land. They were half of the, the 24. And also it's not the, 20, uh, the 12 um, fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel. In this passage of scripture, Isaiah 24, 23, um, our Lord speaks about the elders. He says, For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his elders gloriously. And so when John gets to see these elders seated around the throne of God. If you go read the, the, the context, uh, he then sees a vision of our Lord Jesus standing before the throne as the Lamb of God and presenting him, him as the Lamb of God slain um, and presenting himself as the offering before God. Now, when he does that, everybody falls down and worships God, uh, the Lamb including the 24 elders. So, that only happens when Jesus stands as the lamb, lamb that is slain. In other words, he's now presenting himself as the sacrifice. And he is counted worthy. Now, when, he, when that happens, all, and you're going to read the account in the book of Revelation, everybody bows down and worships the lamb, including the 24 elders. Now, had the 24 elders been men... They could not have been seated there. Why? Because no man had yet been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And so no man could come into the presence of God. These 24 elders have been seated before the throne of God, around the throne of God, from all eternity. They're not men uh, from the Adamic race. They're not descended from Adam in any form. And so they were there from all eternity. Another passage of Scripture that just gives us some insight as to who these elders are. Psalm 107, verse 31 32. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. And so the elders have always been there from all eternity because, I mean, the Psalms were written long before any apostle of the Lamb was ever born. Um, and so, you know, we just need to get our minds around the fact that we don't come up with 12-12 and say, okay, well, that's it. That's, that's the 24 elders. Not at all. The 24 elders, we know very little about. It's, it's like angelic beings. The angels are created by God from eternity. The 24 elders were created by God from eternity. They've been seated on these 24 thrones from eternity. They've always been there. And that's you know, as much as we really know about them. But they will be in the new Jerusalem. And so we will see them as we will see God our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we will see the 24 elders. Um, and we'll get, to, we'll get to know them because we will spend all eternity 
with them. But they, are, they will be the, um, the second category of inhabitants of the New Jerusalem. We're going to, uh, who's going to be dwelling in the city.